This is Baiba In and Out. Hi everybody, this is Jay from the Tacit Talk on IG. This is Baiba In and Out, my podcast on live transmissions and other aspects of research that pays attention to the process, uh, which really informs the forms that we've come to see and understand and divert it to the area of formlessness, the spirit of decay, and the prelude to the sound that changes an entire civilization in the next moment. Part three, we I wanted to discuss a little bit about uh, a fuguing nature of the fugue. Uh, the term fugue itself is, is taken from the composer Bach. He's famous for the genius of having been able to create insane layers of melodious arrangements layered upon each other without interrupting the tune before or after it. Um, It is a philosophy behind music, hip-hop, and the transformative nature of the figure eight, uh, which is the very at the very core of my philosophy of Baibayan practice, um, which is the transmutation of performance and form into non-form and passive performance or inherent passivity or uh, apparent passivity is what I meant, meant to say because a lot of times things are not as what they seem. And that's with most things. Um, a fine tip pen is just finer in relation to something thicker to it. Um, it's not necessarily fine or thin. Um, it, it has to be in relation to something in order for it to be defined as that. Um, if you find something finer than that, then it has to be described as either in relation to that shape or create another container that will decipher it in its a different nuance. Bai Bayin to me exemplifies um, the global personification of the global understanding and global just doesn't mean um, the world like cross languages. This could potentially mean cross-species and cross-consciousnesses and cross-well, I feel like if I go in that angle, I might go too deep. We'll stick to textural um, nuances with Bai Boyan using the word bakla as we did uh, in the last episode, we kind of set the tone for that. Um, how does Baibayan and the Tagalog language, and not just the Tagalog language, but many languages, um, in reference to my attributions for Baibayan, 
um, how does that paint a picture um, perhaps of the origin or the construction of social attitudes or the resurrection of or could give us a, a broader context to our understanding of that word um, we talked a little bit about my initial attributions you guys witnessed the, the live download of me trying to construct different phrases of what bakla could mean uh, based off of my Bayesian attributions um, and just to give you guys a little bit of context I call these attributions uh, physics performance um, essentially it is the relationship of one object and how it's informed within this container with another um, another symbol or force um, and then us as the observer itself not only in terms of the fulfillment of one translation but a fugue or the layered embodiments of that word because we don't have to be essentialists about this the meaning of one word is a chain of millions of pixels and before pixels the inspirations all encoded and becomes this digital toolbox and in this toolbox by bayan is used as the tool the main tool um tool set excuse me um with many articulations um Maybe it's not a toolbox that you carry, but for the most part, the human experience is what ties us together. And I, I would call that the, the, the grip, some, the, the thing that's holding the toolbox or the human need, <clears throat> the human need. <coughs> um, I think that that in itself creates a wonderful feeling of the heart, the feeling of a creator, uh, And um, you get to know something, a trade or a song or depending on your discipline, you get to, to know it so much that it uh, consumes your time. It becomes a passion. Something could have started passively and, you know, your heart energy you put into it made it excel, replicate. Uh, then you envisioned and it duplicated and it, it grew and expanded and that's what fuging is about uh, it also makes me it's it's based off of the performance and performance doesn't necessarily have, recall to mind dancers but if you want to envision dancers performing or singers performing envision that in a figurative light uh, the stove performs how does the stove perform the one in your kitchen well as a dancer it performs by releasing gas enveloping in combination with flame and creates this otherworldly energy source um, that's how a stove performs and what can you do on a stove you can create potions you can create a multitude of of things to nourish the body of humans So that's the, what I'm really talking about when I, I say performance. 
I say an act in relation to our understanding of human of nature itself. Um, and where do we learn nature? Well, we learn nature from our bodies first. In fact, we have a full we have a full idea idea of of the body and those sense those senses are are experienced with us as we experience growing inside our mother's stomachs and though we can't see we are already creating shapes and uh nuances of illumination and of sound uh frequencies and already constructing these maps and dimensionalities before words are even possible to describe them so feelings and its association with our past experience that's truly essential to our understanding of baybayin going back as uh, using baybayin as a textural reference and descriptor we come to a labial abugida which is ba ba is personifying the container but if you notice too on the other side it is what happens to the container and what is the container made of the container is made out of the labial segment of speech articulation and that is the use of our lips the lips create a force shut from it being an orifice to a wall containing what the opposing force which is the the um, motivation or the power source so it's creating incubation it's creating incubation until the power is ripe enough to be able to go forth that set those two sets would be called baka baka is possibility in Tagalog baka would then be the container for the possibility the possibilities of possibilities and so it is quite literally something that almost never sees fruition in the seen realm we see that there are two ways things can be seen if we have an interaction with it with time or we have an interaction with it with sight what is seen and what is unseen but what is also made up by man so things both are both sources are essential because they're the tools that differentiate our articulation that's being this type of animal and it's also easily our strength and quite easily our downfall so the need to stay on time creates this order it also creates a disorder when all things are being considered as containers or possibly in relationship to what you're talking about um so that can be its downfall as well the intuition untapped unbridled can present 
superfluous ideas without action. Um, the container, for the sake of having a container, is in itself um, a process that is essential, but the ephemeral value of it cannot be contained within a decoder that cannot sustain itself on the jewels of its possibility or just the idea of it being possible can't be enough for for the sustainability of its decoder no we think about downloads and live transmissions and the going crazy of minds because uh it becomes grounded in the unseen and then the unseen fugues with something that is readily seen and accepted and when that happens you're creating a dimensionality that you either have to create a container for it go outside of your current container in isolation and attempt to decode it in a language in the closest language that you can to the closest body of other decoders in a language that in a hardware that they would understand or you simply become an unplayable record a cd without a cd player a message without a receiver a prophet without the nation of israel then you think about the usefulness of any of this if usefulness is a, a guiding force that's when you have to decide what you're going to fugue that reality with what you're going to reinforce the possibility of that reality into how is that going to manifest as physical and visceral action it could also mean that like the dawning of day like you it's as guaranteed bah you know uh you can literally almost touch it is what that means mm pagladlad ng kapa pagladlad wow I go back to the articulation of the cupped abugida bak. We go from the labials to that middleman, the virtue hood principle. If you look at your tongue or the dorsal as a speech organ, softly it interacts with the roof of the of the heart palate which is right there your skull the bone old world knowledge with new flesh so you have this fuging this interaction mm. hello You have this interaction. Sorry, I'm I'm just kissing my dog Lola because she is also an extension of me. 
I honor you, Lola. This is my 10-year-old Chihuahua. Going back to the fugue, let's fugue an Oreo cookie. And in order for that Oreo cookie to be real, someone has to eat it. But the moment that the person eats it, someone else has to see that piece of paper in the four quadrants there. And they have to either replicate it with their own ethos, fugue it with that ethos and create this it has to be complementary. So the initial the initial intention may not transmute, but the result or the impact could be exactly what was intended and happening. Let's fugue an Oreo cookie means that we take that vision of the Oreo cookie. And now we do something with that image. How do we replicate that image since we've now encountered it? That value system is up to you. Do you label it as something? Or do you transcribe it as something else? How do you transmute it? Transmute can possibly mean that you encode it in a way that you you know that there's not a container for it now but perhaps later on or maybe later on could be the past too later on you realize that there could be a container for it in the near future and so you put out the information irregardless of what container is out there and you just think to yourself Someday people are going to really get it. (laughs) And um, it didn't end with a CD player. Oh no. We are not just on Facebook, folks. (laughs) Oh my god. Okay. Going back to textural uh, articulators. Textural uh, use of Baibayin as descriptors. Uh, We have the labial term Ba. Creating a cupped abugida or an ambassador, ambassador to ka, ka is ambassadorship too. It is drawing attention to this container. Within this container is contained. It's it's inside this container is a set of virtuehood, a set of the unseen in seen manner. Do you want to see it? It's an invitation. It's a cupped. And there's curiosity there. There's intention. Bak. And then la. Do you want to see it? It's in three. Bak la. Does that mean it's a question? You answer it. And the answer, with the answer, the fuging would happen when you decide to do what to do once it's answered. What about in fours? Words that have four. Bak. Dala Magsayaw Pananam Padala Padala ba? Padala ba? Padala ba? Padala ba? 
in question, padala ba? Padala ba? Eh kung padala ma, padala na. Eh kung padala na, alam na mo na na dadala. Dadal na. Daldal. Daldal is two. Two is before the need to transmute, the need to question, to be or not to be. And then to answer it, and then transmute, which then the loop of eight happens. Okay, so going to, to the texture of la, we go bak la. It is volleying, volleying in passivity and in assertion. It's a fugue of, of, of uh, give and take, ebb and flow, seen and unseen. It is, it is seeing, feeling all the things you don't want to see or feel but are undeniable, are irrefutable. It's also questioning, what are you going to do with it? It's also questioning, how do you want to see this? How do you want to relate to it? It's asking you a question. It's making you either curious or it's making you ignorant, even more ignorant. So you want to protect your ignorant space. Or maybe it's protecting you from the truths that we all can't contain. Bakala, it is going from labial to the rear, almost interacting with that bone and back to la, which is seeing that I'm interacting with old knowledge. You see, it's still la regarded. Seen is still regarded with currency here. So I must show or perform in the seen realm what I am actually thinking or what I am presenting as unseen that needs to be seen. But it's going to do it in a very soft, fluid way, in a way that even though you have that crack, you still have the finesse going forth. Bakla is just very, very slight there. It's a change of direction, but it's in the same theme, which is soft on scene soft, seen as soft, acting as soft, and what in an assertive manner. What is the most assertive manner you can form, be in? It's not an attitude, it's in sight. So I'm going to be visibly assertive. Visible assertion is man's body. So that's where the principality of softness, virtuehood of softness, being seen in an assertive form. Doesn't mean masculine form. It means it means assertive appearing. Um, there's a difference. Masculinity is an energetic maxim, but so is this articulator. It's just one facet of the gem. <sighs> I think that's enough download for t- today. I hope you enjoyed all three segments of uh, today's Bye Bye In and Out. Um, at first, I wanted to create a podcast that centered on specific ways that one can read Bye Bye In, but I thought it was really important to activate the unspeakable, unknowable truths that you and I 
both already feel and we can access what those senses feel like, what those experiences feel like. And that's the true nature of understanding this script. It comes from intuition and we articulate it together using oral tradition, using the practice of transmuting thoughts from isolation and creating communal integration, one that really honors each person's ethos and awakening what is already inside of you and bringing it to the seen world. Um, thanks for joining me in Bye Bye In and Out. This is Jay from the Tacit Talk on IG. I'll see you guys next time for a new set of exploration with Bye Bye In.